the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Hope you had a great, great weekend. Wow, do we have a jam-packed show for you. Uh, coming up in, in just a little while, our good buddy Dinesh D'Souza is going to be here. Also, Colonel David Giamona, one of our one of our good friends um, and a, um, a great military leader. Uh, he's going to be here in just a little while to bring us up to speed on what's happening in Israel. Um, in the meantime, here in this country, we have another battle raging, and it is happening inside the U.S. Capitol. Republicans are scheduled to meet together today to pick their next nominee for the Speaker of the House. And we understand at least nine nine names are in play. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have with us Congressman Mike Waltz from Florida, who represents the great 6th Congressional District there. Uh, Congressman, hope you're doing well today. Hey, yeah, good to be with you, and um, head, heading back to the swamp to try to get all this figured out, but um, I'm I'm sad to leave sunny uh, northeast Florida, that's for sure. Well, I look, I, I understand that, uh, Congressman. You know, a lot of people feel like you guys should not have left, that the Republicans should have stayed in D.C. and gotten all of yep. this nailed down. What say you to that? Yeah, 100% agreed. Voiced my opinion in the room. <laughs> Uh, for sure, as many of us did. Um, and, you know, the speaker pro tem, uh, Patrick McHenry, uh, ultimately it's his call and, and wanted to give these guys a, a day or two to, to make their rounds and make their case. Uh, I think we lock everybody in the room and you make the case right there on the spot because the world is on fire. Uh, Biden is absent on duty. Uh, I don't know what the Senate does all day. Really, we were the only entity in Washington, uh, in the capital of the free world, to check Biden's policies, to push them on the right policies, uh, especially on things like Iran and on the border. Uh, and uh, clearly the eight who who got us here, uh, you know, whether you agree with their frustrations or disagree, you know, they didn't have a plan. Uh, and where I come from as a 27-year Army veteran, you always have a strategy to achieve your goals um, and, you know, blowing things up with no no plan to then move us forward. I don't think was a wise move. Uh, Congressman, this is a mess. I mean, this is an absolute mess. And and yep. I, I hope you guys can get it together. I know you're throwing in with with Byron Donald's 
Um, how is it looking right now? I mean, you've got, what, nine, nine lawmakers uh, in the mix right now. Yeah, so how this will work, and this will start tonight, is all nine will make their case. Uh, any member can stand up and ask them questions, whether it's the farm bill, FISA reauthorization, you know, how to get a hold of our debt, uh, Israel aid, you name it. And, you know, they have to answer to, to their fellow members. And then we'll do a round of balloting. And whoever finishes last will drop out. Uh, and we'll keep going, you know, round two, three, four, until you have someone win and uh, a majority. Uh, what has gone kind of off the rails is that for, you know, 200 and something years, uh, whoever wins, uh, you know, whoever wins that balloting, a majority of the majority, everybody then agrees to get behind. Uh, that is what has fallen apart, uh, whether it was people refusing to get behind McCarthy, then Scalise, then Jim Jordan. And uh, we've got to get our heads out of our rear end. This isn't about us. This is about the American people. And this is about our leadership role in the world. And this is about stopping uh, the Biden administration and the progressives as they uh, destroy this country. So that's been my message for me. This war has changed things. Uh, what has happened over the last couple of weeks is not worthy of the men and women that are out there with their assets on the line uh, for all of us, uh, whether they're uh, whether they're out on a ship or they're getting ready to go after a hostage in a tunnel under Gaza. Uh, that's who we've got to have first and foremost. We have a sacred duty to them. So all of the little petty differences that are going on are, they just pale in comparison to our differences with the progressives and our differences with the terrorists and our enemies around the world. Is, is there anybody in that mix that would be a bad fit? Uh, we're, we're hearing a lot of conservatives are concerned about Tom Emmer. Well, you know, look, I don't, I kind of take the approach that, that I've just taken in that uh, there are no differences of any Republican there compared to the Democrats. Uh, and, and my concern, the worst case scenario right now is a, a couple of moderates that have just had it with all of this throw in with the Democrats. And those conversations are real. That's the worst case scenario. That is the ultimate bad fit. We cannot give our majority away. That is not why we were elected. Um, but the more, you know, the more and the longer that this goes on and the worse this gets, again, what was the plan from the original eight? Uh, because th- this is a this is absolute chaos and it's a mess. Uh, and this is going to, I fear, is going to affect us in 2024. Well, I, no doubt about that. It is an absolute mess. And if you're going to throw the grenade, you better have a plan B, you know, another plan lined up. And clearly they, they did not. But you're right. We've got to get this, got to get this resolved. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, we've uh, got Congressman Mike Waltz with us today. Congressman, over the weekend, uh, word came out in the dark of night. I, I just found the timing of this interesting. You've got the defense secretary announcing that they're they're sending an additional carrier we were originally told it was going to just replace the the gerald ford that was there but this is in addition to and also an untold number of troops have been told to prepare to deploy what does all of this tell you well this tells you that iran is part of its uh, master plan what the ayatollah calls a ring of fire that they are going to put around Israel to then destroy it, uh, that the militias uh, in Iraq 
uh, have started attacking our bases. We're seeing moves in Syria. Of course, there's Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon. And what, uh, what that second carrier sending it down or around to uh, the Persian Gulf is meant to send a signal to Iran, but also to have assets uh, online. I think that's actually the right move. Um, the wrong move has been allowing Iran's coffers to get absolutely flush with cash, from oil money to foreign currency reserves to loans from organizations like the World Bank and IMF, and of course the hostage money uh, that the administration just released from from frozen accounts. And put it to you this way: in by, at the end of the Trump administration, Iran's foreign currency reserves were four billion. It's now over seventy billion. They're pulling in thirty billion a year from illicit oil sales while this administration turned a blind eye because of the fairy tale that they thought they could get back into an Iran deal. Uh, At the end of the day, as long as they are flush with cash, and this has been my point, we'll we'll talk about the tactics in Gaza. We'll talk about what Israel should and shouldn't do, whether the administration will really stick with them when things get bloody and ugly. But at the end of the day, even if Israel is fantastically successful in wiping out Uh, Hamas, it's like mowing the grass. It's going to grow back as long as Iran keeps fertilizing it. Uh, And so what we've got to see is a 180-degree shift back to maximum pressure on the head of the snake, and that's the Iranian regime. Congressman, real quick, and we appreciate your time uh, here. There was a report that came out, Stars and Stripes, Military Times, nearly 70% of our troops are overweight or obese. Over the weekend, there were several videos that came out showing Men in uniform performing drag or transforming into these drag queens. Are, are we prepared to, to fight in the Middle East? Well, look, when you've got uh, Biden's secretary of the Army that testified before my committee as one of her top goals for the Army was to make it carbon neutral by 2030. Uh, it shows you how ridiculous uh, Biden's political leadership in the Pentagon is. Uh, so whether it is people in active duty doing drag queen shows, uh, the, the drive towards electric tanks, last I checked, there's no charging stations in places like Africa, Ukraine, or the Western Pacific. Uh, it, th- they've got all their, the, the wrong priorities. And um, uh, <laughs> we've got to get back to having the military as a meritocracy focused on lethality and having our enemies fear it so that wars don't start in the first place. Uh, and, and that is, as a chairman of military readiness, I could tell every one of your listeners what I wake up in the morning focused on. Yet another reason we need to get our heads out of our rear end in terms of a speaker's race so we can get back to that kind of oversight and kick this Pentagon in the rear end to get focused back on preventing wars by making our enemies believe we can win. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Appreciate it. And I uh, know you guys are going to be busy today. We'll be paying close attention. Yes, sir. We'll be back at it. All right. Congressman Mike Waltz, everybody, from the 6th Congressional District of Florida. And uh, by the way, he, not just a congressman, he is uh, a Green Beret and uh, is a very decorated military um, military officer. Good man there. All right. We've got to take a break here, folks. And I'm telling you just these two major stories but I am very concerned about military preparedness, and we have a lot of military veterans, uh, families with mili- with um, family members, and you've got a son or a daughter in the military. What about you? Do you believe that we're prepared 
to fight a war here because we may be fighting in Ukraine. We may be fighting in the Middle East against Iran, and China is sending warships. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, look, we've told you Israel is at war, and, uh, folks, we have been raising emergency funds for our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. My good buddy Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, and Mike Huckabee. We are raising tens of thousands of dollars, and we need your help, and you guys have done a tremendous job so far. This is the final week of our effort, and we want to finish strong. Our goal is to raise $10,000. Now, every single bit of this money is going to help the people of Israel. More than 1,400 people killed, 5,000 injured, and of course, over 200 hostages now being held by Hamas. And a lot of people have lost their homes in Israel because of the rocket attacks. So every single bit that you can help, we would greatly appreciate. You can go to our website, toddsterns.com, and click on the Israel at War banner to make an emergency donation, or you can call in your donation, 1-800-514-5577. I'm going to say that number again, 1-800-514-5577. Join us, Mike Huckabee and Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, and yours truly, as we help our friends in Israel. I can't believe this story is happening in America. In Oregon, state officials there are stopping a Christian mother, Jessica Bates, from adopting children because of her beliefs. Folks, this is blatant religious discrimination. And I'm so glad my friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are standing up to stop it. But they need your help. Join with ADF and become a champion for freedom. ADF is on the front lines defending clients like Jessica in court free of charge when their First Amendment freedoms and God-given rights are violated. But they can't do it without your help. Just $19 a month or more will help fuel the fight to protect our freedoms and people like Jessica. Visit ToddStearns.com. That's ToddStearns.com and click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend at ADF, that first gift will be matched. Visit ToddStearns.com or call 855-417-6556. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Following some breaking news out of New Orleans, St. John Parish, which is to the west of New Orleans. If you've ever uh, driven that stretch between Baton Rouge and New Orleans, you know most of it is over water or over the um, over the spillway there. So uh, there's a lot. There's um, it's a mess. Uh, so a what they're calling a super fog. This is an actual term. They call it a super fog, rolled in, and, uh, man, it's it's pretty ugly. Uh, we understand at least two people are dead, more than 40 cars, semi-tractor trailers uh, have been involved in collisions. Interstate 55 north and southbound are shut down. And, again, this is all happening on the bridges and the fires. We're, we've got the photos up at ToddStarns.com. The images of the everything on fire, it's just unbelievable. So, um, certainly our thoughts are with the good people of um, that are on Interstate 55 uh, there in St. John Parish. So, look, I, I want to go back to this, um, this story where we have learned that Kevin McCarthy is working behind the scenes to install uh, Congressman Emmer, Tom Emmer from Minnesota, as 
the next Speaker of the House. And Emmer is very well-known, very well-known, for being an anti-Trump rhino. As a matter of fact, you might remember, what was it, a couple of years ago, he was uh, there was a big Trump rally, Ilhan Omar was spewing some sort of an anti-American rhetoric, and so people uh, said that um, they started chanting at the Trump rally to, to send her back to wherever she came from because she is an ungrateful refugee. And I've got no problem with that. Look, if you are a refugee and you are fleeing your country for whatever reason and you want to come to America, we will gladly welcome you with open arms. We'll give you one of those lovely fruit baskets and we'll say welcome to America. But then instead of thanking us for our hospitality, you want to turn around and you want to smack us upside the head with that pineapple. Well, guess what? Yeah, back. No, you go back to where you came from. That's what we do here. Anyway, Tom Emmer comes out and he's attacking the Trump supporters saying, how dare you? We don't do that kind of thing in America. Well, we ought to. As a matter of fact, maybe if we did that, we would not be in such a precarious position right now. Where according to Homeland Security, there are Lord knows how many members of Hamas already in our nation just waiting for the telephone call from Gaza City saying it's time to start blowing people up. Maybe, just maybe, we would be in a better spot. So anyway, um, if you go back to the midterm elections, and folks, I know there is so much going on out there that it's hard to remember all this stuff, which is why you have us, because we remember. And if you remember back in the midterm elections, a lot of people blame Donald Trump for what happened, but not us, not on this program. Because working behind the scenes was Tom Emmer and Kevin McCarthy and they were actively telling these candidates to distance themselves from Donald Trump. They were working to destroy MAGA Republican candidates. And as a result, what happened? The red wave turned into a tiny little red trickle. That's what happened. And that's not Donald Trump's fault. That was Kevin McCarthy's fault. That was Tom Emmer's fault. We're going to go through, and we've got some audio to play about that in just a little while, but just so you understand what's really going on here, uh, Kevin McCarthy was asked why he hasn't endorsed Donald Trump. He was on Meet the Press last night or yesterday morning. Cut number three. Former President Trump, let me just ask you this quite simply. Why haven't you endorsed him yet? Well, the, the campaign is still going. There's a very good chance I he, would endorse He's President the clear Trump. front runner. You know he's what? the clear I think front we, runner. I think what are you have, waiting for? Well, I believe, well, you know what? Because I've got a southern border wide open. I've got war in the Middle East. i got things I'm focused on right now. I believe President Trump will be our nominee, and I believe President Trump will get reelected. Are you still think a MAGA Republican, Mr. He's been brought as, he has brought it chaos. You know what? I am a conservative Republican from the beginning to the end, and that's what I've always been. I, oh. you, try, you can try to phrase different names to people, but I'm proud of who I am. Jeez, Lou, what a squish. Well, um, well, he may be the winner, and when he is, well, I'll be endorsing him then, I think, possibly, could be, but I'm really not sure yet. But um, I'm a conservative. That's who I am. No, you're a squish, sir. Look, these are these are no times for squishes. We are on the brink, on the precipice of World War III. And you have Kevin McCarthy who cannot answer a direct question from this lady reporter. Reporterette. 
anchorette, whatever you whatever you want to call her. This is what we're dealing with here, folks. So Kevin McCarthy is a rhino. That's all you need to know. And he's a faker. I'm not a faker. I'm not a faker. I'm a conservative. All right, whatever. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. That's our number. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and I know many of you have been searching for that perfect weight loss product, and for me, it's Calitrin. You lose weight, you sleep better, you have more energy. My friend Elizabeth is here from Calitrin, and Elizabeth, tell us about some of those great success stories you guys have had. Well, not to be selfish, but my favorite success story is myself. I've lost 40 pounds of this product, and I've kept it off for years now, and I can tell you it's pretty easy. You know, it's just once a day, right at bedtime, and you let it do the work. Now, it's not going to be a quick fix. You're not going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days, but if you give it time to work, it's got a huge 86% success rate with 90 days. You're going to lose the inches, the pounds, and you're going to feel better because it's actually good for you. Drug-free and stimulant-free, so it's safe. Even if you're on medications, I'm talking about your heart patients, your diabetics, completely safe. And right now, it's on sale, so it's a great time to check it out. On our website, toploss.com. That's toploss.com. Or call us 1-833-TOPLOSS. And be sure to use that discount code, TODD. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you're not going to believe this. This is... So, I, I got a couple of calls, text messages over the weekend. Many of you know that uh, I live in, in Memphis or in the suburbs of Memphis, a place called Germantown, Tennessee, which is supposed to be conservative, but I don't know. I really don't know. We've got a bunch of libs running the school board, and uh, they're causing all sorts of chaos. So, um, I got I got these text messages. Over the weekend, they said, Starnes, Starnes, you gotta, you gotta go to the school board meeting on Tuesday and you've got to speak. You've got to, you've got to pull a Matt Walsh. And I'm like, what? And I love how that, so I, I got multiple, I got th- three or four messages and, uh, and, and they were very good. They're like, you know, Todd, nobody can, nobody can just be as eloquent as you can. Oh, they were buttering my biscuit. I'll tell you. But it is true. I, I do know how to pack a lot into, it's what, three minutes. So that's all the time they give you. So um, so anyway, tomorrow I'm going down to the school board, and um, I'm going to I'm gonna give my two cents worth as a taxpayer. You know, I think this may be the first time I've done something like this. But anyway, here's the backstory, story. I, and I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but it's true. In Germantown, Tennessee, we have our own little school district, right? Uh, it's the Germantown Municipal School District. And your kid's going to get a great education, at least of late. But now the whole school system has gone full-blown woke. They had a um, couple of weeks ago, they were having tryouts for the school musical. And on the form they gave the kids, they said, hey, look, um, we need to know your preferred pronouns and we need to know your preferred name." And then we need to know the name that you would rather us use when talking to your mom or your dad. Okay, that's just bonkers, insane grooming right there. So they're trying to keep the parents out of all of this. And uh, then they had a, what, a homecoming court, and they had some dude dressed wearing a dress. And uh, that was sort of weird. 
And uh, there have been some allegations that um, dudes have been allowed to use the little girls' room. This is like in the South, where we have, look, in Germantown, there are more churches than Starbucks. I'm just saying, there, there there's a lot of religious people here. So anyway, the, the final straw, though, came that a few days ago, and I think I mentioned this on the show last week, that they, they're working on the new calendar, and they've decided to remove Good Friday and Easter Monday from the calendar because they don't want to offend, well, let's get real. We all know they don't want to offend the Muslims. Nobody wants to say that. And there may be some atheists in the mix, but primarily you've got these woke people on the school board and working on these school committees, and they want to get rid of Good Friday and Easter Monday. So there's we're expecting a pretty big crowd, and if you're in the area, you ought to come out. I'm going to sign up to speak and say my two cents worth. No, 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 Dylan. You know I don't have kids in the school system, to my knowledge. Uh, but I, I'm just saying that I, I'm a taxpayer, and therefore I have a say. As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter where you are in America, ladies and gentlemen. But if you pay taxes, if you are a productive member of your community, then you have an obligation to be at these school board meetings and to be at these other meetings so that you can know what's going on. And when your school system, like the Germantown school system, decides to give our Lord and Savior the heave-ho, you can do something about it. So anyway, it's tomorrow. Well, 5.30. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll see if they can't, I can't get a recording. But I'm going to be very, I'm going to be respectful, right? There's no need to holler and scream. They're a bunch of godless heathens. They, they may not know better. So, but we do. So I'm going to be very gracious as I go in and speak to the godless heathen school board tomorrow in Germantown, Tennessee. Jeez, <sighs> Lou. May I just say something? Um, did you have one of these? Well, of course I can say something. I'm the host of the show. What a stupid question to ask. Let me say this. Over the weekend, they had all of these pro-Hamas rallies. And I'm catching holy you-know-what because I'm calling them pro-Hamas rallies. But that's what they are. Todd, these are pro-Palestinian rallies. No, they're pro-Hamas. And I, I got to thinking last night. Folks, have you noticed there are no protests, no marches in support of Israel? Have you noticed that? I mean, this is insane. Wherever you, even here in Memphis, Tennessee, they had, what, 500, 1,000? I don't know. They had a whole mess of them, a whole mess of the Muslims and uh, Palestinian supporters, and they were out there on Beale Street. And here's what gets me. I'm thinking if you're a Muslim, you probably need to be more concerned about what's going on in those bars and honky-tonks than what's happening over in Israel, because there's a whole lot of sinning and fornicating going on. No, I don't know that, but I mean, you know, I read the song lyrics just like anybody else does. So you've got all these people marching in the streets, and they're talking about they're talking about well, you know, Gazans are dead too. No, no, no. There's no equating what's happening in Israel and what's going on in Gaza. Which, by the way, the the Israelis have given the Gazans wow, what they were complaining. Remember this. Well, we're about to start the ground invasion. You can't do that. We've you've got to give people time to evacuate, and you can't evacuate two million people. Well, okay, so um, they waited, and what has it been a week and a half now? So is Israel's done a pretty darn good job of being patient, 
And it seems to me that if you're in Gaza and you live on Main Street right next to where they're they're firing the, the, the rockets, then you're stupid. I mean, you don't need a you don't need a high school education to understand that you need to get out of town and you need to do it quickly. But I haven't seen a single person protesting in support of Israel. Not a one. None of these Muslims out there. And by the way, the pro-Israel marches, they've been very small in comparison. So I'm just curious, and I want to just bend your ear on this for a moment. Is our nation anti-Semitic? I mean, by and large, are, are we living in a nation where the supporters of Israel are in the minority? Clearly, the mainstream media has been overrun with the Jew haters. Clearly, the Democrat Party has. Rashida Tlaib, over the weekend, you had a, a very prominent female rabbi who was stabbed to death in front of her very exclusive home in an exclusive neighborhood. Rashida Tlaib has not even mentioned that. Nothing. Rashida Tlaib is silent when the Jews are killed. When the Jews are tortured, when the Jews are beheaded, when the Jews are burned alive, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar remain silent. And look, that's their right. Under the Constitution, they don't have to weigh in. But when a single hair on the head of a Palestinian is just moved by the wind, all you know what breaks loose with these people. So I'm just wondering, are we living in a nation that is anti-Semitic? I have been shocked, and there's not a lot that shocks me these days, but the level of hatred directed towards the Jews has really, it has caused me to do a lot of soul-searching about what's really going on in this country. Now, I want to say right out of the gate, I, I don't think that the average family is sitting around, and let's just say tonight is meatloaf dinner at, at, the, um, at the Jones household. And so everybody's gathered around the table, and you got the mashed potatoes and the delicious green beans and maybe a little salad and some hot rolls. And you're passing around the meatloaf, and Mr. Jones says to the children, all right, all right, kids, what did you learn about in school today? Did you learn about how bad and evil the Jews are, kids? Children, mother, tell the children how bad the Jews are. I don't think those conversations are happening in American households. I don't maybe they are, but I don't think they are. Is it possible that what's been happening is that we have allowed our academic institutions to be consumed by anti-Semitism? We have certainly seen that on the university level. I mean, it is just unbelievable. I mean, it's breathtaking to see these people that are out there. And the level of the hatred of the Jews, it's evil. It's beyond evil. What does that say about us? What does it say about our school system? We know it's happening at the university level, but is that kind of stuff being fed to the children in grade school, middle school, and high school? Now, we knew that the kids were being indoctrinated. The kids were being taught to hate America. They were being taught and isn't this interesting? They've been taught for the past decade or so since Obama officially left the, the White House, even though we know he's already, there, he's already there in the shadows lurking. Is it possible that 
this has been some sort of a process where you're introducing these concepts like colonialism in our public schools. And eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to have kids, and we're already starting to see this happen, not on a massive like extinction event level happen, but we're starting to see kids mentioning in universities about how we need to give our land back, that we are living on stolen land from the indigenous peoples. What they don't understand is that the indigenous peoples stole the land from other indigenous peoples. But the reality is we are literally setting ourselves up, and and just hear me on this, we're setting ourselves up for a very dangerous thing because it is possible, it is very possible that our southern border with Mexico could actually become our own Gaza Strip, right? Where you've got people from the other side of the border, that would be Mexico and Guatemala, claiming that it's not American territory anymore, it's stolen land. You watch and see how this is going to play out. But I think they're going to want everything back. I think, I, and, and honestly, I mean, I like California. I like you good people out there. But you know what? I mean, if Mexico wants California, all right, good luck with that. I'm, I'm, we'll throw in, no, we're not going to throw in Oregon. We've got great listeners there. We have great listeners in California, too. But, you know, if you got to take one for the team, sorry, California. But it is troubling, ladies and gentlemen, when you look at what's happening out there, and it reminds me of the, the Bible. I, I, one of the most fascinating times when we would have a revival service in the summertime is when the preacher would talk about the book of Revelation and the end times. And people always wonder, well, where's America? Where's America in the Bible? The preacher would always say, well, we're, we're not mentioned. We Maybe we're just irrelevant. Or maybe, just maybe, we threw our lot in with all the other nations of the world. Because remember what the Old Testament tells us, that nations, that every nation will turn against Israel. And you look at what's happening right now. You look at what's happening in the United States of America, the marches on the streets. I'm telling you, folks, when you throw in the fact that we got a big comet heading our way, People aren't talking about it, but yeah, it's supposed to, it's like heading in our direction. You got the big comet coming our way. You've got the earthquakes in Iran and Afghanistan over the past couple of days. You've got the fires in, in Maui. And now you have the nations going up against Israel. It really does make you wonder uh, maybe I need to be going to church a little bit more. 844 747 8868 is our number. This is the Don Stern Show. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. Rediscover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. 
You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. By the way, can I tell you, we've got some new intel from our good friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are mobilizing freedom, and man, do they have a kick-butt cell phone service. That's right, nationwide coverage on the very best 4G and 5G networks, coverage guaranteed. And by the way, folks, they have a great deal for listeners of our awesome radio program. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. And use my activation code, free activation with my first name, T-O-D-D. It's a great first name. What can I say? So get this, $25 a month, you get unlimited minutes, unlimited text messages, and either 4 or 5G, uh, You can and, and they go from there. You The ultimate plan, uh, all sorts of great, great offers for you. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Literally, a plan to fit any budget, and I think that's pretty cool. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here, uh, 844-747-8868. Mrs. Butler is on the line from Memphis, listening to us on KWAM. Hello, Mrs. Butler. Hello, how are you, Todd? It's so good to hear your voice and hear your stand with Israel. We very much appreciate everything that you say about the Bible And again, there's a verse in the Bible that says, peace, peace, and then sudden destruction. And as you know, we were about to sign um, another peace treaty, the Abraham Accords, with some other nations, and then suddenly this happened. But as you know, God sees Israel, and he's their friend. And when nations come against them, we look up, our redemption draweth nigh. But I did want to share with you that um, I'm part of an organization called Friends for Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. Jonathan Lindbergh actually runs the organization, and they are having a rally October 29th from 2 to 5 on the corners of, um, let me read this, corner of Poplar and Ridgeway from 2 to 5, and we just want to stand in solidarity with Israel and let them know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we do support them. And we are aware that there's so many demonstrations that just horrify me, just horrify me, because our pastor at First Assembly was speaking this Sunday saying the word Hamas in Greek means violence. That's what it means. And we love the Muslims. We have missionaries over there. We we love all of God's precious creation. Let me but let me ask you a quick a- question, Mrs. Butler, because our, our time is limited here. But I want to ask you a question. You mentioned the pastor mentioned this Sunday. So your pastor uh, at First Assembly, which is one of the great churches here in the Memphis area, he's actually talking about these issues from the pulpit. Yes, he did, and he was talking about us, that so many people are concerned and worried and fearful. They, they want to know what's happening, what's happening, what are these, what's happening to our nation, our world. And he spoke against a lot of different things, but he also spoke of the love of Jesus Christ for all humanity and for us to be at peace. Just be at peace and know that God has Israel. He has the Palestinians. He loves all people. He doesn't want to see war. 
but apparently this is what's happening. We want to take a stand just as the pro-Palestinians are taking a stand. And I'm so grateful that our pastor did speak to us because we want to know. Yes. I love hearing you, Todd. I love hearing what you've got to say because you're our voice. You're our voice, and we want to know what's going on in the world. And we turn it on, and we listen, and you speak about the current issues, not just whitewashing everything, but you speak to us. This is what's happening today. All right. Well, Mrs. Butler, I hate to do this, but we are coming up on the end of this hour, but we're going to have to leave it there. But I I appreciate the kind words. And again, folks, October 29th, uh, there in the Memphis area is the rally she, she mentioned. And let me tell you something, uh, Pastor Lindbergh over at First Assembly, uh, he tells it like it is. And that's an encouraging thing because th- the pastors of America need to get involved here. That's That has to happen. All right, folks, we got to take a quick break here. We're coming right back. Dinesh D'Souza, David Giamona, and your calls right here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506, promo code Starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. All right, you know, we've, we've really been um, asking for your help over the past couple of weeks in the aftermath of the horrible terrorist attack on Israel, and... Uh, We know that there are a lot of people out there, um, a lot of organizations asking for your attention and for your finances. But, uh, folks, this is important. And I want to share with you just briefly um, about the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Our good friends Charlie Kirk and Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, we are all uh, partnering together to raise emergency relief money for this group as they minister to the people of Israel. And you can be a part of this, and I want you to be a part of it. Now, you may not have a lot of money. Maybe you do have a lot of money, uh, but they need your help. And you can do that very simply by going to toddsterns.com. That's toddsterns.com and clicking on the banner at the very top of the page, Israel at War, and you're going to be able to make a, a donation. And we want you to be generous with your donation uh, because every single penny that's raised is going to help people in need. And thousands of Israelis have been displaced. They've lost their homes, many living in shelters. And we want to do our part 
to try to help our friends in the nation of Israel. So again, ToddSterns.com, click on the Israel at War banner and please uh, lend us a helping hand. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us Colonel David Giamona, author, co-author of The Military Guide to Disarming Deception. Colonel, hope you're doing well today. Hey, Todd. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. So a couple of things happened over the weekend, and I was very anxious to get your, your opinions on this. Uh, there there was some reporting out, Stars and Stripes, Military uh, Times, that 70% of our troops are overweight. They're obese. And I'm wondering, how significant is that um, to the readiness and the military preparedness of our troops? Yeah, that's huge. Um, and even when I retired a few years ago, we had that problem. The problem is the retention and recruiting um, at an all-time low. And so uh, America's uh, children haven't been raised correctly. Uh, they're overweight. They're obese, eating the wrong kinds of foods, not exercising. Uh, when John F. Kennedy started the program uh, years and years ago in the 60s, having physical fitness in the schools was a great thing. And now we don't have any of that. So it just adds another component of our lack of readiness that is, uh, you know, starts at the top at our administration all the way down. Yeah, so you're exactly right. It is a big problem, and it's going to affect our readiness. There's no question about it. Meanwhile, over the weekend, and I haven't been able to do an incredibly deep, deep dive on this, but a number of videos popped up of soldiers in uniform transforming themselves on TikTok into these drag queen um, stars. And and I'm wondering, are you what are you hearing about that? Is that is that rare in the military, or is that some sort of a new fad? <laughs> you know, it's it's just mind-blowing some of the craziness that's going on in our culture right now, which, again, contributes to our lack of readiness. We're about to go to war. Uh, we can talk about that in a moment. We've got China, um, you know, with six ships in, in, in the Mediterranean, and we've got our aircraft carrier fleet, our amphibious assault. We have all these things going on. And we've been playing some really idiotic things in our military, drag queen stuff and changing and transitioning. Um, I think it's overhyped in some degree in some instances, but it's just a another thing of our culture infiltrating uh, and mirroring what's going on in our in our uh, in our military. So yeah, it plays another role in our readiness. We've got to get out of this wokeness, Todd. We've got to get battle ready because the, the fact of the matter is. Anything goes slightly wrong, and it's going to, uh, we're going to be in a regional and maybe a world war. I've been saying this for days. It's very serious business. You know, they've over the weekend, the State Department has warned China and Russia, don't get involved. That's why we have those fleets, uh, ships out there, and we're sending right. troops on the ground. There's so a major thing happening right now around the world uh, and we cannot be uh, afford to play tiddly wings right now with all this other stupidity that's going on. Well, let's let's talk about the the reporting that came out over the weekend. And um, I'm always when something comes out of Washington, uh, Colonel, I'm always interested in the day part. And this came out late at night on the weekend. The Pentagon announcing that they've issued a call for deployment, or at least to be on ready to prepare for deployment. Um, are you right. hearing numbers of troops, and what does that phrase mean, and and what are the troops doing right now? 
Yeah, they've already been alerted. Uh, I know there are certain special forces groups have been alerted. Uh, Navy SEALs have been alerted, uh, and ground forces are being alerted. So this is a very serious business. And what that means is uh, there have been units, probably battalions and brigades, and maybe whole divisions tapped and saying, hey, look, be ready. Uh, it usually involves one of three Army groups. It's either the 10th Mountain, uh, 101st, or the 82nd. One of those three um, are being tapped to be ready to deploy troops at a moment's notice. Because if this ground, when this ground war kicks off with, uh, with Israel, you know Hezbollah is going to be involved. Iran's going to be involved. Russia and China are going to be involved. It's going to be horrendous. And the, and the government knows that, and they're, tr they're doing everything they can to prevent them from, from this being in a regional war, getting out of blown out of proportion. But those troops have to be ready. Uh, it's serious business now. All this other cultural stuff is going to have to go by the wayside. We're going to have to focus on our war fighting skills because we're in the moment now. So uh, the er early reporting from the Pentagon was, uh, yeah, we've got the USS Gerald Ford there. We're going to send the Eisenhower to relieve them. But now we're being told this is in addition to now. So you're going to have two Air Force carrier groups there. Uh, we also understand what China, they're sending ships over as well. I mean, do you right. really think that right. we could be on the precipice here? Yeah, China's already have six ships over there. They're being doing naval exercises with other uh, Middle, Middle Eastern countries. And uh, they're there as a show of force. Now, six uh, Chinese ships are not going to mount to a lot against, you know, superior firepower of a aircraft carrier's task force. But it could be a significant, uh, interesting uh, event if things start cl clashing. And you've noticed that we're not really talking about the uh, Ukraine-Russia war anymore, are we? Uh, that's gone by the wayside. We're focused on the deadly stuff that may be coming out of the Middle East. And uh, some scholars, including myself, are saying we may see the beginnings right now of Ezekiel 38-39, where the whole world goes up against Israel and God, you know, takes takes them out on the mountains of Israel. That's a whole other, you know, topic of a show. But very interesting biblical prophecy coming into play right as we speak uh, in the world events. You've had in the past two weeks, in addition to the terrorist attack and the, the war breaking out, you've had major earthquakes in Iran and Afghanistan. And when you when you see the images coming out of Italy, uh, coming out of Israel, uh, Colonel, you see the fire raining down from the heavens, and it is not it's not that far of a stretch to wonder, wow, are you know should we be looking to the eastern sky? Oh, no, you're exactly right. I just talked to a pastor just before this, and that's exactly what he's talking about. Uh, militarily, we shot down for the first time, you know, our guided missile carriers uh, are shooting down uh, Yemeni missiles headed to Israel. So the U.S. is already active in this war. Uh, more to follow, but that's a that's verified report. That's what's going on right now. We are shooting down missiles incoming to Israel. Wow. Uh, Colonel David Giamona, and by the way, the website, folks, battle-ready.org. That's battle-ready.org. Uh, and you got to read his book as well, The Military Guide to Disarming Deception. Colonel, I'm curious, from a very practical standpoint, we do have boots on the ground. Where are those boots going to be based? I, I would have a hard time thinking that any of these Arab nations are going to allow our military, our military personnel 
to to be um to be prep prepping there. Well, I can't talk too much about this because it is a strategic um, alliances and things, but we do have boots on the ground, and this is you know open source. You can read it in Kuwait um, Camp Arif John. Uh, my daughter's there right now, um, actually, Captain U.S. Army, and they've got that's the strategic location of all support for ground troops coming out of the Middle East. We've had it there for years. I was there. Um, I was, you know, a part of Kuwait and all this infrastructure and support. So we do have the things there and other places throughout the Middle East. So, yeah, we do have boots on the ground and we have some significant uh, hardware on the ground as well if we need to use it. All right. Um, Colonel, we appreciate uh, all of your great insight. We're going to be we're going to be touching base with you about once a week or so. We know you're a busy man, but uh, we really appreciate the great insight you're giving us to military strategy here. Uh, it's my pleasure, Todd. Anytime I can, I will. All right, uh, folks. Colonel David Giamona, retired, co-author of The Military Guide to Disarming Deception. And you've got to check out his website, battle-ready.org. That's battle-ready.org. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I have to tell you about our friends over at Newsmax. Wow, did you see the rowdy Dow over the weekend between the Newsmax reporter and Senator Lindsey Graham. We're going to play that in the, when we come back. Unbelievable. But Newsmax is making an impact, and that's because it's real news that you can trust. President Trump loves Newsmax. I watch it all the time. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. And do not forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It is absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. So get the Newsmax app right now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You heard about this new California law. This is uh, very interesting. And I I say good for you, Governor Gavin Newsom, the governor signing into law the new Ebony Alert. Do you get those alerts on your uh, phone all the time now? I get them all the time. Somebody goes missing, boom, the the phone goes off. So now they've created a new alert. There's the Amber Alert, and is it the Silver Alert? I think that's for the old people. And uh, when an old person goes missing. And now you have something called the Ebony Alert. The 
No, I'm not making this up. The new California law will create an emergency alert system. This is from CNN's reporting to help find missing black youths and women between the ages of 12 and 25. So if you are a black youth or you are a woman between the ages of 12 and 25 and you go missing, then everybody in California will receive an ebony alert. All right, well, I just have, well, I have a few questions here. So it just seems to me that maybe instead of an ebony alert, why don't we do like, I don't know, an all-people alert, a human alert? Why are we only concerned when the, the black youths and the women go missing? What about white women? Do, do their do their lives matter at all here? What about the what about the brown people? What about the what about the Hispanic people and the Asian American people? According to the California Highway Patrol, it is heartbreaking and painful that black children and young women are disproportionately represented on the list of missing persons. Okay, yeah, that's horrible, but but what about what about all the other people? <laughs> oh, well, that's a good point, Dylan. Yeah, what about the rainbow people? What about the LGBT? What are we going to do when they go missing? We need a rainbow alert. There could be some sort of idol, though, a Broadway show tune or an Elton John song that just pops onto your, your cell phone, alerting you. <laughs> this is insane. Anyway, good luck all you white folks. So if you go missing, nobody cares. Unless you're a, a blonde, unless you're a hot blonde female, and then it'll be on Fox. Otherwise, you're screwed. I, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's the way it goes. Ugly white people don't have a shot. It's not fair, but that's life. All right, I, we got to play this audio. So Newsmax sent a correspondent to interview Senator Lindsey Hey 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 Graham. And uh, here's how that went down, cut number nine. Uh, Daniel Cohen, I'm the Jerusalem correspondent for Newsmax. Um, I want to say thank you for being here. My family lives here. I made Aliyah two years ago. So this is personal. I know many people were sent from the United States, and there's international press uh, from around the world. And I heard every single one of you voicing your support for Israel fervently, stridently, and, and I heard that, and I received that into my heart. And so on behalf of my family and, and people, I'm, I'm an American and an Israeli citizen, I say thank you. But it starts at home. And, and I'd like to ask any Democrat senator here that would like to speak to Rashida Tlaib. She still has a tweet up condemning Israel for a hospital attack. And uh, Stop. It's not a stop. No. It's a stop. fair question, Senator Graham. We are here together not to talk about the problems at home, which are many. It's a fair I've question, I've got my Senator. own view of what to say. You're Wait, not going to screw this up. I'm not trying to screw it Get up. Get this guy out of here. Now, let I me live tell here. you. I'm an Israeli. I want an answer to the question, please. I'm an American. And I am, too. And I believe in free speech. I don't believe what the squad has to say Thank at you. all. But I came here with Democrats and Republicans to let everybody in the world know don't judge every Democrat by the squad, and don't judge every Republican by some of the things you hear. Where the, where the House, yeah, where the House, they'll get their act together, but we need to do our job. We need to do our job in the Senate. We need to pass a bill that will help Israel, help Ukraine. That's at least what I think. 
I think the house will show up. And I'm sorry, my friend, I probably shouldn't have said it, but my nerves are raw right now. Okay. I really do hope that I never hear the words Lindsey Graham and raw in a sentence again, but uh, nevertheless, let's talk about what Lindsey Graham just did here. He shut down a Newsmax reporter who was asking a legitimate question at a press conference. And it is a fair question to ask. Why is it? Why is it that none of the Democrats up on that stage have been able to find the moral fortitude, the courage to condemn Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? And Lindsey, there you saw Lindsey Graham. Well, it's our side, too. No, sir, it is not our side. It's the Democrats. The Democrats are the ones who are standing up alongside Hamas. And I appreciate the fact that you have some Democrats that are actually standing with Israel, but they refuse to condemn members of their own party who are Jew haters. And that's a fair question. And so what does Lindsey Graham do? He turns around and he orders he orders security to remove the Newsmax reporter, the only reporter in the room who had the courage and the moral fortitude to ask the question that needed to be asked. And if that makes Lindsey Graham raw, so be it. But you know what I'm talking about. 844-747-8868. That's our number. That's 844-747-8868. And by the way, what does it say about Lindsey Graham that he won't even condemn him? Kind of makes you wonder where Lindsey's coming from. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Dinesh D'Souza coming up next. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Great to have you with us today. Want to go right away to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we're honored to have our good friend. He is the author and filmmaker, host of the Dinesh D'Souza podcast, and has an incredible new theatrical release coming out this week. Our good buddy Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, hope you're doing well today. Hey, I'm doing well, and thanks for having me on. Well, congratulations on the new film. It's called, by the way, folks, Police State, um, and you've got to go to the website, policestatefilm.net. That's policestatefilm.net. Uh, Dinesh, every time you, you, you produce one of these documentaries, it really is an earth-shattering event here in America. Well, some pretty earth-shattering things are going on in America. And, you know, this is not a film I'm happy to have made because I never wanted America to get to this point. But when you look at the, uh, the censorship, the surveillance, the political targeting, the going after the candidate of the leading of the opposition party, political prisoners, indoctrination. I mean, these are all the defining features of North Korea, of China, of the old Soviet Union. This was our definition of an unfree society. And now, to our great consternation, we are dealing with all of it right here in the United States. Well, we are, and we're sort of seeing this in real time. And, of course, you went through this, um, but now we are watching the President of the United States uh, going through this on multiple fronts. 
you know, if they had made a single charge against Trump, like, you know, you got the classified documents, you've been kind of obstinate, you refuse to give them back, we're going to use a criminal threat to try to make you do it, we could look at the case. But 90 plus charges in multiple jurisdictions, an attempt to actually lock the man up when he's the leading candidate of the opposition party, and this is all being done by the Biden regime and kind of in coordination with all these Soros-funded DAs, I mean, this is classic police state thuggery so so janesh what do we do about this Uh, have we have we come to the point where there is no turning back or can we fix this i think it can be fixed but i think that you know there's a tendency to sort of jump to the solution and i think the problem is that most americans are a little bit like the the antelope or the wildebeest on the nature channel where you know they are like they're grazing placidly and they think well i'm not donald trump and i didn't go in the capitol on january 6th and i pay my taxes and so nothing's going to happen to me the fbi isn't going to come smashing through my door and that's why the film is needed i show a lot of ordinary people in the film who come face to face with the police state and 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 kind of recount their stories in a way that it brings it home to people cinematically even if you tell them about it they refuse to believe it they've got to see it well i think you're i think you're right and and we've done our best you know on this radio program to expose a lot of that but the reality is a lot of people are not listening to talk radio a lot of people are not watching conservative media and and so I think this really may come as a shock to a lot of folks. Have you discovered that? Well, yes. I mean, I, you know, the experience of making a film is very unique. And I've stood in the back of the theater and seen people respond. And I try to make these these movies emotionally riveting, but also intellectually interesting. There are questions raised in this movie that go way beyond where the current debate is. Um, and, uh, and I think as a result, well, another thing is we also show a lot of whistleblowers, informants, kind of architects who show you how the police state is constructed, because we're dealing with a police state in America with unique elements that are not the same. So if you're looking for the Stalin overcoat or the Hitler mustache, you're going to be kind of misled. Our police state marches behind the banner of saving democracy and upholding truth against disinformation and even affirming freedom. See, this is my concern, Dinesh. I, I'm not sure there is a coming back from this uh, unless unless the, uh, the voters wake up and understand what they've been sending to Washington, D.C., I, I am very concerned, and this goes back to the early days of the pandemic when our fellow countrymen said, you know what, we don't need these constitutional rights. Go ahead and take them away as long as we're, we're going to be safe. Well, that was really the pretext. And in the film, we talk about you know, ways in which there are multiple pretexts. Let's look at three of them. 9-11 was one. COVID was a second and January 6th was a third. What do they have in common? All are an appeal to fear. All are an effort to say, hey, you know, this is an emergency situation. Give up all your constitutional rights. We need this kind of surveillance power. We need this suppression of liberty. We need to sort of choke off the First Amendment. No religious freedom in order to get beyond this particular crisis and then of course one crisis morphs into another i'm sure they'd love to have climate change around the corner as the next crisis so the left has realized that fear is a powerful way to subtract people's basic liberties dinesh d'souza is joining us today brand new film out police state a limited two-night theatrical release october 23rd october 25th there's also going to be a virtual premiere on october 27th 
Janesh, what's the takeaway here? People are going to go, they're going to watch your film, eat the popcorn, drink the Diet Coke. What do you want them to come away with? Well, the first thing is I think the film will generate a sense of shock and fear because it's done in a very understated way. But on the other hand, I've got all kinds of firsthand footage, uh, body cam footage, dash cam footage, FBI raids. We have recreated some scenes, but of course they're designated as such. So this brings the police state at home in, in a way that nothing really else can. And the, it raises the really fundamental question, which is, are we really a free society anymore? You and I, Todd, have come in a world where we think of ourselves as the free world, and then there's the unfree world of China and North Korea and the old Soviet Union, and suddenly those distinctions have become very blurred. And so it's time that when we look at tyrannical societies, we start looking in the mirror, believe it or not. It's it's really shocking, and and to your point, and I saw, I remember what they did to you, thinking there is no way this could be allowed in the United States of America, and it's only gotten worse. And to your point, the the police state is already here in this country. It's much worse. To be honest, when my case came up, I saw it as a one-off. I mean, I thought, listen, I made this movie about Obama. He's obviously a vindictive narcissist. I've upset him. So the empire is going to strike back. I should have seen it coming. I did not realize that my case would be a prelude, a precursor to what would happen to, you know, Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Michael Flynn, later Roger Stone, now Donald Trump. So we have seen a rapid escalation of the police state in this country under the, in the two Biden years. All right, folks, again, you've got to watch this film coming out, Police State. Um, Dinesh, when you, when you look at where we are right now, uh, the Republican Party in shambles and chaos, you've got the rhinos, the establishment wing, I think, trying to, to rear their ugly head here. Um, how concerned are you about the outcome and what's going to happen in 2024? Well, I my worry is just, is this, and that is that the Republican Party is split pretty much right down the middle between the people who realize that we are in an extraordinary situation. In other words, we're in police state territory, and the other half of the party that thinks it is politics as usual. We're in a normal state in America. And a lot of the clash over the Jim Jordan speakership is over that issue. The point is that the, the MAGA Republicans realize, look, this is not normal. We are in like a domestic Cold War. Our basic liberties that are not even supposed to be up for political negotiation are being, are being choked off one by one. And so the idea that you can operate as if this is a normal environment is absurd. The other group thinks that, no, you've got these Republicans that are kind of going crazy, but it's time to be conservative, you know, operationally and sort of uh, and, and take a very stable path and follow the same path that we did under Reagan. So I think this is a huge divide within the Republican Party. It's not so much between sort of conservatives and rhinos. It's between people who, who recognize the new situation and people who don't. All right, uh, Dinesh, we're going to leave it there. And uh, congratulations on a job well done. Another great film. And, uh, folks, if you go to policestatefilm.net, you'll be able to find out where the film is showing in your town. You folks in Memphis, Tennessee, that listen to us on KWAM, Malco, Collierville, and the Town Cinema Grill, uh, you'll be able to uh, watch the film there uh, tonight um, as well as on the 25th. So, again, policestatefilm.net. Dinesh, uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, down in Florida in, in, what, about five or six days for a big event. 
Absolutely. We're very excited. This is a Mar-a-Lago red carpet premiere. Can't wait to see you. All right. Going to be fun. All right. Tanesh D'Souza, ladies and gentlemen, great author, great filmmaker, and you're going to want to see this very important documentary. Again, policestatefilm.net. Got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. By the way, coming up in the next hour, excited to welcome a pair of my favorite auctioneers. And uh, we've got an exciting event coming up in uh, the Memphis area, the Mid-America Passion Play. People from all over the nation come to Memphis uh, for the Mid-America Passion Play, and we're going to be talking about that in just a little while. Meantime, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a good friend of this program and a great American patriot, Art Alley. He is founder of Timothy Plan. TimothyPlan.com joins us. Art, hope you're doing well today. Todd, uh, how could I do any better, man? I live in Florida. Well, <laughs> that is that is God's, <laughs> God's country, as they say. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you what the temperature is up there, but... Um... Anyway, I, I won't do that. Well, yeah. Well, I'm one of these but guys. Anyway, I'm one of these guys who enjoys uh, the season. So I like a little bit of I like a little bit of coolness in the in the fall, as they say. Art, uh, we've got a lot. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm with you. We get that. I mean, it gets down to sometimes 60 in the fall, and once in a while 50 uh, uh, during the winter time. But we have we have a day or two of freezing. I mean, we get it down here, but only for a day or two. Anyway, how you doing? Art, I was at the supermarket over the weekend, and I was reminded once again that the economy's <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> I just, oh my goodness! Uh, there's an interesting there's an interesting report out that Americans are are burning through their savings just to keep up with uh, with what's happening at the supermarket and the gas station. Well, uh, it's probably worse than that, Todd. I mean, that that part is true. I mean, you know, uh, they make the economy look good, and Bidenomics, or uh, whatever the heck that means, um, uh, they tout how good the economy looks, but it's because the consumers are spending, and it's not just their savings, which is a big problem, but their credit cards, I mean, consumer credit is at an all-time high. I guess we're trying to outmatch the federal government in, in debt. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's all mortgaging the future, and that is not a good sign. Art, what are some of the, what are some of the concerns you see? I mean, you, you study the markets, you study the economy. Um, what troubles you moving forward? Well, the thing that troubles me uh, most of all, Todd, uh, I mean, there've always been, you know, I'm from the government, I'm here to help you. Uh, that's a problem when you hear that. Uh, but the biggest concern I have today, and we're trying to do something about it, actually, is this move to digital currency, remove all paper money and replace it with digital money, with the technology that will control how you spend, where you spend, if you spend, uh, because a, a socialistic federal government who is so hungry to control every aspect of your life 
they really believe it's their money. Uh, and, you know, that's a big concern I have. Once that, and they've been working on this for years, as you well know, but once they flip that switch, and I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but once they do that, our freedom and liberty uh, is totally gone. Because if you can't spend uh, money you've earned on trying to do what you want to do, and the government says, no, your, your little debit card won't work here because we don't want you doing that, uh, we've, got, we've got a serious problem. You know what? Um, you know our- we've got a problem all over the place, Todd. That, that you know the other thing that concerns me that to give a better answer is the amount of federal debt that our government, who has no clue of what that means, they just spend, spend, spend uh, up in the thirty-three trillion dollars now, and with interest rates going up, the interest on that level of debt will be over a trillion dollars a year just on interest. Uh, you know, they're, they're digging a hole, well, to China, as people would say. Uh, but it, it is a serious problem. Uh, we don't have uh, economically um, uh, sound people in our government right now. Most of them have never worked for a living. They just uh, work for the government. I mean, they... They run for office, get elected, and, and try to make these kinds of decisions. It's a problem, and it's uh, going to come home to roost, and we're all going to pay that price one of these days. Art Alley is the founder of Timothy Plan, timothyplan.com. And Art, for our new listeners, I wanted you to explain in a nutshell what you guys are doing um, for uh, the good conservatives, good Christians out there across America. Yeah, well, thanks, Todd. Uh, What we do, we drew a line in the sand 30 years ago and said, you know what? Uh, There is nobody watching where money's being invested. Uh, And we started. We drew a line in the sand and said, uh, you know, people of faith, people with any values at all, should not, should have an alternative to investing in companies that are trying to destroy us. So from day one, Timothy Plan, it's a big family of mutual funds now, over $2 billion in assets. But we refuse to invest shareholders' money in companies that are supporting, funding, or involved in abortion, pornography, uh, this transgender nonsense going on, uh, LGBTQ, alcohol, tobacco, casino gambling, Things that are anti-life, anti-family, anti-God, really. Uh, And our money management firms have done a great job proving to the world you don't have to own those companies. And and Art, Uh, I don't. And we don't. Let me ask you a question. This may sound like a very. This may make me a bad Christian for asking this question. But is it? But is it wrong to ask? You know, okay, I, I I I work with Timothy Plan. Am, am I going to make money off of my investments? Is that a fair question for people to ask? Oh, it's a, it's a fair question. We're supposed to be good stewards. And when we started, as I think I've said before on this program, my friends on Wall Street said, Allie, you're nuts. I said, what do you mean I'm nuts? They said, you cannot create an investment platform that screens out investing in the largest, most profitable companies in the industry and expect to get good investment returns. 
And Todd, in 30 years, my answer has not changed. If, which is a big word, if you are a Bible-believing Christian or a person of faith of any kind, obedience trumps performance every time. Love it. But we've Love been it. able to prove over 30 years now that you can get competitive performance if you have good money management firms managing the money, and we do. You certainly uh, do. So, yes, sir, we, we do uh, compete uh, with them out there. Art, you hear the music. That means we got to skedaddle for a break. But we got to go. That is a great opportunity for you to head to timothyplan.com. That's timothyplan.com, and check out the great, great resources that Art and his incredible team have for you and your family. All right, God bless Art. Folks, stick around. We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So happy to have you with us today. By the way, some breaking news from New Hampshire where President Trump has made it official, is officially filed for the New Hampshire presidential primary. So that ought to be one heck of a, of a, great, um, of a great day for the Make America Great Again movement. Uh, go ahead and write down our telephone number. You will need this if you plan on calling in today, 844-747-8868. Again, that number is 844-747-8868. I want to go to the phones. Fred from Mooresville, North Carolina, has been holding on for a while. Fred, what's on your mind today? Well, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so you made a, you had a uh, speaker on that was making a comment about our lack of U.S. readiness in the wartime, and I have two thoughts about that that are keeping people from wanting to enlist. One is all of the woke and all that other stuff, non-military related, that people are being forced to endure that has nothing to do with what they believe in protecting the country. And the other is that they're forced to endure uh, medical treatments that have nothing to do with the country that the soldiers should not have to endure, that they have had to endure since at least the mid-40s during the nuclear uh, bomb testing on our soldiers. So, you know, they got to know that they're not going to be harmed by their own government in every way possible. So what does that have to do with, with being, with overweight, with fat soldiers, Fred? Because, because you can't get the skin, you can't get the men and women who are ready to serve physically to join because they've got so many other things they can do. Why would they subject themselves to what we're doing, so we've lowered our standards in the military in order to in order to get these people in and not boot them if they don't keep the standards. Oh, I see. No, I you know that's an interesting point, and maybe we can open this up to the the audience, Fred. And I appreciate the call. Um, why is it that the military is having a hard time attracting those physically fit, able-bodied young men? 
and look, nothing against nothing against ladies at all, but for the longest time in this country, it was the men of America who put on the uniform of the country and they went to war. And these these guys had rigorous, rigorous requirements to put on the uniform of this country. And we've seen, and this goes back to the Obama years, where we have seen the military lower their standards to accommodate this politically correct world that we live in right now. So it's a fair question that Fred, Fred has asked, and I'll open it up to you. Why do you believe that the military has been having a difficult time recruiting the best and the brightest? 844-747-8868 is our phone number. That's 844-747-8868. Because as you heard uh, Colonel David Giamona earlier in the program, we're in a world of hurt right now, folks. We could very well be facing a war on multiple fronts. And the question is, are we prepared as as a military to do that? And that's a very fair question. But again, when you look at, just look, over the weekend, there were a number of videos posted that showed men in uniform. We're talking male soldiers. And they were photographed transforming themselves into drag queens. Now, if I'm Iran, if I'm China, if I'm Russia, and I see that the enemy, which would be us, that the enemy is allowing its soldiers to dress up in stiletto heels and feather boas, well, I'm thinking that's a joke of a military. That's, that's what the enemy is. They're laughing at us, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm, I'm curious, curious to know if you believe that that is the reason why so many young men have said, you know what, I, yeah, I don't want to do that. Don't want to bunk with a drag queen. I don't want to have to go through this whole diversity DEI training. I don't want to do all of that. And at the same time, you know what? I'm willing to put my life on the line for my country, but what I'm not willing to do is is be forced to go through this radical sex and, and gender propaganda. 844-747-8868 is our phone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to go back to this, this Newsmax story. And this is this just blows me away. Uh, you've got this, you've got Daniel Cohen, who has been doing a terrific job. Uh, he and his family now live in Israel. He's an American. He has dual citizenship. And here he is doing his job as a reporter, asking the tough questions. And one of the things that a lot of people have noticed, including the audience of this radio program, is that nobody's been willing to condemn Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. And so Mr. Cohen, who is a great seasoned journalist for Newsmax, decided to raise the question. You had a a joint group of Republican and Democrat senators in Tel Aviv on Israeli soil, and this reporter asked a very fair question. And here's how all of that went down. Uh, Daniel Cohen, I'm the Jerusalem correspondent for Newsmax. Um, I want to say thank you for being here. My family lives here. I made Aliyah two years ago. So this is personal. I know many people were sent from the United States, and there's international press uh, from around the world. And I heard every single one of you voicing your support for Israel fervently, stridently. And, and I heard that, and I received that into my heart. And so on behalf of my family and, and people, I'm, I'm an American and an Israeli citizen, I say thank you. 
But it starts at home. And, and I'd like to ask any Democrat senator here that would like to speak to Rashida Tlaib. She still has a tweet up condemning Israel for a hospital attack. And uh, Stop. It's not a st- No. It's a stop. fair question, Senator Graham. We are here together not to talk about the problems at home, which are many. It's a fair I've question, I've got my Senator. own view of what to say. You're Please, not going to screw this up. I'm not trying to screw it Get up. Get this guy out of here. Now, let I me tell here. you. I'm an Israeli. I want an answer to the question. Please. I'm an American. And I am, too. And I believe in free speech. I don't believe what the squad has to say Thank at you. all. But I came here with Democrats and Republicans to let everybody in the world know don't judge every Democrat by the squad and don't judge every Republican by some of the things you hear. Where the, where the House... Yeah. For the House, they'll get their act together, but we need to do our job. We need to do our job in the Senate. We need to pass a bill that will help Israel, help Ukraine. That's at least what I think. I think the House will show up. And I'm sorry, my friend, I probably shouldn't have said it, but my nerves are raw right now. Okay, again, Lindsey Graham, raw. Please don't use those words together, ladies and gentlemen. It's just inappropriate. Well, look, there was nothing inappropriate with Daniel Cohen's question. It was a legitimate question asked in a very respectful way. He wasn't yelling at the senator and Lindsey Graham for him to turn around and explode on this Jewish reporter for Newsmax, by the way. That really does say a lot about Lindsey Graham. But ultimately, Graham gave it away because you heard the last little bit there. It's not about Israel with these people. It's about Ukraine. It always has been. And Lindsey Graham is hell-bent on getting us involved in a world war. I mean, that's really, that's really what's going on here. But the fact of the matter is, if you cannot, if you cannot condemn Rashida Tlaib, I got no respect for you, none whatsoever. All right, look, we've got to take a quick break here, 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, uh, some information coming over from MSDNC, the the morning schmo. Uh, This is uh, Joe Scarborough and his former lover, Paramore. He finally made her an honest woman, Mika. And uh, Mika and Mr. Schmo uh, over there at Morning Joe just gushing over Mitt Romney. And, of course, last week a word came out, brand new biography, and Mitt Romney who we affectionately call Willard, because that is his given name, Uh, Willard actually turned over his diary to McKay Coppins. And it, it was ugly. I mean, it's really ugly. Cut number seven. McKay, you write in the book about how Romney says Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has, quote, no warmth at all. And he called Newt Gingrich a, quote, smug know-it-all, smarmy, and too pleased for himself. Romney also called Senator Ted Cruz, quote, frightening, scary, and a demagogue. And former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee a, quote, huckster, a caricature of a for-profit teacher, preacher. Romney also described former Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal as, quote, a twit, and former Senator Rick Santorum as sanctimonious, severe, and strange. On former Governor, Texas Governor Rick Perry, Romney said, quote, Republicans must realize 
that we have to have someone who can complete a sentence. And this is what Romney had to say about former Ohio Governor John Kasich, quote, lack of thoughtfulness, lack of attentiveness, ego, no wonder he and Chris Christie spark. Why do you think he's speaking so candidly about so many? I mean, some of those are pretty searing. I would argue that a lot of them, you know, kind of spot on. But go ahead. Well, well, you know, some of those quotes are from his journals, which he gave me early on in the process of writing the book. I later found out without having read them himself. He hadn't reread them. And so he kind of handed over hundreds of pages of his private journals, including some pretty uh, candid comments about members of his party. But a lot of those comments are from interviews he gave me over the two years that we spent together. And I mean, look, you know, as those quotes have kind of gotten out over the past week, some people have said, well, Romney looks petty or he's consumed with these old resentments. And I'll let people make that judgment for themselves. I I think that what's really at play here is that Romney is enormously disappointed in the leaders of his party. He feels like, uh, you know, this party that once stood for all these things that he believed in, democracy, the Constitution, uh, value, you know, family values, character, has been fully corrupted by Donald Trump and that all these people he once respected have rallied around him. And so while, you know, it's fair to question whether it was wise for him to make these comments, I think that at, at the root of them is a profound frustration with what his party has become and seeing old friends and allies uh, kind of rally around Donald Trump in a way that he finds pretty dispiriting. So, so look, I, I think ultimately what we're dealing with here, folks, is once again the affirmation of who Willard Mitt Romney really is. And this is a guy who truly hates, who truly despises um, Republicans and conservatives especially. No doubt about it. And we're watching this play out now in the House of Representatives, where, by the way, Kevin McCarthy is just just like Willard Mitt Romney, just like the guy. So we got to pay attention tonight, and as the Democrats, or rather the Republicans, get together to vote for a new House Speaker. Now, a lot of people like Byron, uh, Byron Donalds from Florida, and we have had the congressman on the show a number of times. And I like I like Congressman Donalds, but here's my concern: the guy has not been in Congress that long. He is not, he he hasn't been there. I don't believe long enough to truly be an effective Speaker of the House. That being said, if he's the choice, I'm going to support the guy, and we're going to get behind him a thousand percent. But the person I do like is Congressman Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Now he has a proven track record. He has been in Washington. He is a proven conservative warrior, and I do believe that he will fight the good fight, and I think that he'd be a great leader. But I'm telling you, some of these other folks, including Tom Emmer from Minnesota, very dangerous, and that guy is a swamp creature. So look, we're going to be taking your calls here. Who do you like as the next Speaker of the House? You've got nine possibilities, most of whom we've never heard of before, but who do you like? 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We're going to be taking your calls on this. By the way, uh, just a reminder, folks, all this month, we are raising money for our friends, emergency relief funds for our friends with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And there's a great opportunity for you to lend a helping hand 
our friend Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager, Mike Huckabee, and myself are partnering together to raise much-needed funding so that we can help our friends in Israel, many of whom have lost their homes, they're living in shelters, and many of them have lost their families. And we want to do what we can do to help these good people out. You say, Todd, what do we need to do? It's very simple. All you have to do is go to toddstarns.com. That's toddstarns.com. And click on the top of the page, and you'll be able to take part in our effort to raise much-needed funding for the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. All right. This story out of Arizona. You're going to love this one. American Idol star Scott McIntyre, and I'm going to be honest with you folks, I didn't know much about this guy, but he was a big American Idol star back in the day. He was the first visually impaired finalist. The guy's blind. He also survived two kidney transplants, and he's only in his 30s. I mean, that's something right there. Anyway, um, he is a Christian, and he goes around, and he does all these concerts, Michael W. Smith, Greater Vision, a lot of these great Christian groups. And he also does these speeches in uh, public schools. And so anyway, Mr. McIntyre was invited to bring his inspirational message to Millennium High School, which is in Arizona, Goodyear, Arizona. And so he gets up there, he does a concert, you know, all, you know how it is, all the kids, you, you, it's, a, it's a general school assembly, the kids are in the cafe gymnatorium, and uh, they're there, and the guy's singing, and then he gives an inspirational talk. And so within the confines of this inspirational talk, he talks about um, God, and he talks about how God carried him through some very difficult times in his life. And it was a pretty terrific message from what I understand. And he does he does this all the time. So anyway, after the speech was over with, all the kids got a copy of the Student Life Reference Manual. Now get this. This is a reference manual that students need to have for their lives as Americans. I love it. You got the New Testament. You got the Psalms. You got the Proverbs. And they also put in a copy of the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Pretty brilliant. Well, the Secular Arizona Alliance got wind of all of this, and they blew a gasket. And they say that the book is a violation of the U.S. Constitution. They also said that the that Mr. McIntyre, being a Christian, he's not allowed on campus because he proselytizes. Well, there's there was no altar call. I mean, I don't think that they had like you know, I don't think people got baptized. That did not happen. Anyway, they're saying, well, it's separation of church and state. Well, that's a load of hooey. Because as we all know, you do not leave your religion at the schoolhouse door. How many times have we been over that? So the school district has apologized. They said that some some of the children experienced discomfort. Okay, I'd like to know what caused the discomfort. Was it the New Testament? Was it the Declaration of Independence? Was it the Proverbs or the Psalms? Sounds to me like somebody has a great big um, up the wazoo, if you ask me. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. 
folks. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us on a breaking news Monday. It has been breaking since three for three weeks now. We've been breaking things here on this program. Um, a lot happening, and uh, folks, we will keep you updated throughout the evening hours as uh, House Republicans are um, are voting for the next speaker, or at least for their nominee for speaker. We'll keep you updated. I. I don't want to cause alarm for those of you on the West Coast that are about to dig into your bologna sandwich here. But I will say this. There are now rumblings that the Democrats may try to nominate, I, you know, I dare, should I even say this, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney as their nominee, thinking that a number of rhinos or moderate Republicans would jump on board. I'm just telling you. Um, all right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Greg in Salem, Oregon, listening to us on radio station KYKN. Hi, Greg. What's on your mind? Hey there, Todd. I was just going to wanted to make the point that as ugly and hideous and troubling as all these problems are that we have uh, around this, I kind of uh, compare this uh, as an analogy as to dealing with a giant boil, a giant infected boil. That has been on the back of a U.S. for a long time, and it's been covered up with makeup and band aids. And Matt Gates and the other uh, Republicans that um, that exposed this with McCarthy, it needed to be done because now we can clearly see uh, where the problems are. And like a boil, the only way that this can get cured is it needs to be lanced and it needs to be purged. And until that happens, uh, we're not going to get any. We're not going to get any better. And so, we're finally able to see. You know, the, a lot of us have already seen it for a long time, but well, look, you can clearly see. You can, Greg. I will. See who, who, no, no, no. I, I hear what you're trying to say here, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I, I think there has been a great big problem in the Republican Party, and I, look, we're going to have to address it. And now is the time to do that. But it's very important that uh, folks take a few moments today and call Congress and let their elected leaders know exactly how they should be voting later on today. Your constituents, the constituents, you guys need to be calling in and talking to your representatives. Greg, appreciate that call. Prefer not to talk about Boyles or Lindsey Graham getting raw any further on this radio program today. Um, I am very excited about uh, our next guest. Uh, they have one of my favorite programs on the weekend, uh, Walker Auctions. And uh, these two are very well known across America. Uh, they are renowned auctioneers, and they are also executives in this. Uh, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But I want to welcome uh, to the program for, I believe, the first time, Lance and Terry Walker. Hey, guys, how are you all today? Doing great. Uh, Doing thank great. you for having us. So let's first of all, before we get into the big event coming up in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, the Mid America Passion Play, uh, Lance. Everywhere I go, and there's an auctioneer. They know you, and they know Terry. How is that possible? <laughs> well, Todd, we've been involved in the auction business for about forty four years. We got started with Terry's dad years ago, and uh, uh, it's kind of unusual. We've we've uh, in that. Terry has served as president of the National Auctioneer Association about three years ago, and 
this year I am the president of the National Auctioneer Association. So we are very involved with so, so you across the country. You guys are what the Bushes of the. Uh, I don't want to say Clintons. But well, I'm not well, sure. Uh, yeah, if you want to say that, it's a dynasty. Yeah. It's right. So one of my favorites on Capitol Hill, Billy Long. Oh who, yeah, the infamous guy who um, who who got the best of a disruptor uh, there on Capitol Hill. Uh, you guys are all good friends. You we go are. fishing with him. Yeah, we did. We here and I had a good fishing trip just a couple of weeks ago. We started out. We went to auction school together years and years ago. Met each other, became great friends, and we've just kind of uh, stayed together. So, so Terry, I want to ask you about the whole auction thing. I, I'm a Southern Baptist, but I went to to Lee University, which is a Church of God school, and I don't speak in tongues. But that sounds like what what you guys are doing there uh, at the at the auction. Well, it's either that or rapping. It's a form of rapping, and I don't like rap music that well. Okay, but it's all clean. It's rated G. It's it, rated G. Yes. All right. So, I mean, you guys have really elevated the auctioneering, and and give us the website, to Terry. For the uh, for your for your Walker auctions, uh, WalkerAuctions.com. WalkerAuctions.com. Now this is pretty cool because this is not just like going to bid on the Velvet Elvis down, you know, at the Coldwater <laughs> auction, which my family has done for many years. Uh, this is something much more than that. Yes, it is. Whenever, um, oftentimes, when we work and do an auction for a nonprofit, it, it's it's usually something that is of quality and and really needs. Um, needs our services. We've got uh, Lance and I both do probably, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 a year Mm -hmm. uh, together for nonprofits. So tell us, you go to walkerauctions.com and you can actually bid online. Is that right, Lance? Yes. And on that website is is our uh, commercial auctions where we do how, like if you go there now, we have a house, we have contents uh, of homes, we do commercial auctions, business liquidations. That's what you see at walkerauctions.com. Yeah. Online auctions have become the thing in the last 10 years, and we were the first to endorse that here locally in Memphis. And it is uh, probably, I'd say, 75% of our auctions are now online. Is that right? Yes. Wow. But, yeah. And the, the the great thing about that is when you're working with individuals and you're you're working with an estate or you're just working with families that are selling items – Everybody can watch it. So the, if you've got an estate, I've done several estates with individuals I've never met in person, just online, and they were able to watch the auction from our website. WalkerAuctions.com is the website, and you've got to tell the story. One of my favorite stories, I was listening to the show, which, uh, folks, you can listen on KWAMRadio.com on Saturdays. Um, there was a comic book. Yes. And every, it was just like a regular old comic book. At least that's what everybody thought. Well, it was. Uh, the lady told Terry, uh, uh, as I think maybe as she was leaving, oh, by the way, there's a box of comic books up in the attic. Go uh, if you want, See if it's worth selling, you know. So uh, make a long story short, uh, we put them online, realized one of them was really worth some money. It was the Wonder Woman number one edition, number one uh, the number one, the very yeah, first very Wonder first Woman that comic came out. book. Before Linda Carter, even. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, oh, back the day. and was she a Wonder Woman? Wonderful. I, I enjoyed that. $35,000 is what it brought. Lance, your wife is sitting book. next to you. All right. <laughs> well, she's Not a Wonder for long. Woman. She's Not a Wonder Woman, long. dude. <laughs> so, so, Wonder Woman, so you, you she just handed, handed you guys this box of comic books. Yes. Wonder Woman number one, and what was it? What did it end up? Um, About $35,000. Yeah. What, just wow. for the one. Then we had several others that brought a thousand, two, three thousand each. Uh, that's what we love about this business. How we never know what we're going to sell. 
Well, one of the other cool things, Terry, that you guys do is you work with Gary Sinise yes. and, and his organization, helping our military, helping our troops. Tell, tell us what you guys do with, the, with, with Gary. That's with a, uh, a gala, basically, where they have uh, – we were at the Opryland Hotel last year and sold several upscale items working with him where he's trying to raise money for his nonprofit. And that's helping the individuals in the military and or other services for our country. They raise money to help the families who are left because of a death or um, even someone who has been, um, you know, they've lost limbs and can no longer work, where they're buying homes. One of the things that I love that they do is they take the children of these family members to uh, Disney World, and they, they are there for a week, and they let the children take advantage of all the rides and have fun and just it's just a time where they can basically let their hair down and relax well it's it's a noble thing that you guys do and and the thing i love about walker auctions not only are you doing the black tie auctions and the galas but just the regular joe can go on your website and they can bid on anything from a there's a i'm looking here you've got christmas ornaments you've got (laughs) pianos i mean the whole nine yards this is really fun (laughs) well we've got leather coats suits uh you know it's amazing what you what you can learn even a fairy collection (laughs) hey we've got a buggy on now about a hundred year old a buggy horse in great shape is that right yeah I could probably use that with gas prices going up. That's what I'm thinking, too. Wow. Get us a horse. I love that. Back and forth, yes. It's amazing what we can learn by just selling some items. So I'm going to need your help because this weekend I'm going to be in Los Angeles, and I have to emcee the annual Pacific Justice Institute Gala, and it's a highfalutin affair. But I'm also in charge of the silent auction, oh. so I maybe oh. you guys can give me some pointers. Well, let me tell you, Terry was named the number one female auctioneer in the country, so I'm going to let her handle that question, okay? Okay. That's easy to say. He doesn't have a clue. <laughs> that's great. Well, basically with the silent auction, that's more challenging, but you do need to keep up with the items and what they're bringing because that's where oftentimes – People do not stay on top of that item. Now, with the live auction, what brings the attention is that people are watching, physically watching the bidders, and the bidders like that attention themselves. So as an auctioneer, I can look at a bidder and tell if I need to look back at him, knowing that I will get another bid. I see. All right. So so a couple of weeks ago, I was at another event in Arkansas, and uh, it was more of a, of a smaller affair. But I'll tell you, there was a, there they almost got into fistfights over the Trump stuffed teddy bears. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I was, bet they would be. Oh. Yeah, it was rather ugly. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> Too bad you didn't have a backup teddy bear that you could pull out and right. say, but yeah, second highest. And, and then I, I sneezed, and the next thing you know, I had a bid going, and I didn't even know. So I, who knew? So, all right, WalkerAuctions.com. folks, you got to check this out. There's, it's a lot of fun, and it's somewhat addictive. And of course, uh, their weekend show. It's it's time to sell. It is so much fun, and and you got to listen to that. You guys even have a fiddle player. We do. we do have a fiddle player. Our number two, Eric. Eric's a very good fiddle player, and uh, he plays on each show. And uh, uh, we invested a lot of money in that, so we're getting a return on our investment. Well, the <laughs> other, the other big reason that that you guys are here today, uh, Lance Terry, is the the Mid America Passion Play, which is something that you guys are very passionate about. And of course, um, first let's let's talk about the production. This has been going on for a very long time now, 
and has really impacted so many lives here in the Midwest. Thousands and thousands of lives. Of course, Dr. Jim Whitmire is the uh, uh, producer and started it years ago with Bellevue. And it is Bellevue Baptist Church. Yes, here in Memphis. But he also did it in other places. He did it in Jacksonville. He did it, I believe, in Dallas, uh, other churches. But it is truly, Todd, it's it's off-Broadway quality. It is really uh, well-produced uh, with local people here in Memphis. It's held the, the week before Easter. There are several hundred people in the Memphis area that are involved in it. We have a full orchestra, uh, uh, over 100 actors, and probably about 300 people involved in it. And it's held at Mid-America uh, Baptist Seminary here in Memphis. Over 100,000 people have seen this production yes. over the years, which is just phenomenal. And, and Terry, uh, to, to, to back up what Lance was saying, I mean, this really is a large a large stage musical production yeah. here that, that's put on. It certainly is. And, and it does take a lot of people. It takes a lot of money because we've got the uh, set that we have to build and we have to m- make it pretty much authentic. Um, every word that comes out of the character who plays Jesus is directly from the Bible. So even the script is written so that it will accommodate exactly what the Bible states. So that's what's so wonderful about it. I, I'm excited to, to see the production, and uh, it really is so well done. And, of course, um, this is all volunteer. Everybody is volunteer. Yes. And uh, the goal is to raise a quarter million dollars to put this production on. And so we've got a big event coming up in just a couple of weeks. Yes, we do. Yeah, we're really excited about that. We've we've got Governor Huckabee is going to be our honorary chair, and and that was um, just trying to to set that up and get him involved in that is is just been a blessing for us as well. We've got probably there'll be about four hundred guests at this event. We've got maybe fifteen live auction items that we'll be selling at the event. We've got. Uh, of course, Huckabee's going to be able to speak, and that's kind of exciting. And Lance, we are also going to have Todd Starnes at this event. We don't want to leave that out. Todd, you were quite a hit a couple of years ago when you were our honorary chair, and uh, you're going to also be there to introduce Mr. Huckabee. Very excited. <laughs> we both are on the biscuits and gravy circuit, so you know, rarely are we on the stage together. So this is going to be That's a fun I, night. I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's by the way this and and this is open to anybody. I mean, if somebody's yes. listening to us in yes. Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon, yes. and they want to come down, you know, this is open to everybody in the country. Yes. November the 14th, uh, it's going to be at the FedEx Event Center at Shelby Farms here in Memphis. Again, that's November the 14th. It's on a Tuesday. And uh, it's going to be a fun night with a fun live auction. We're going to have a band there. They're going to play before. And at the end of the auction, Governor Huckabee is going to join them. We bought him a special bass guitar. And when we get through with that, we're going to sell the bass guitar. He's going to autograph it and sell it to the highest bidder. I think this is (laughs) going to be a spectacular night. And, again, if you haven't, folks, if you haven't been to beautiful Shelby Farms, the event center overlooking the lake, um, it is at sunset. I yeah, mean, you can't beautiful. ask for a much yeah, better location. Yeah. All right. So, if people would like information on the Mid America Passion Play and attending the gala event coming up, where do they need to go? You know, there's several places they can go. And let me just say, this is a the uh, Crossroads Baptist Church, Mid America Seminary, Love Worth Finding is are the three main sponsors, and KWAM 990 is also very involved in that. But the website is crossroadsbaptist.maxgiving.bid slash tickets. If you'll just go to Crossroads Baptist, you will find it. There's a uh, there. 
or, or if you want to contact us personally, you can call Terry at 901-413-9738. That's 901-413-9738. She'll get you pointed in the right direction. And, of course, midamericapassionplay.org. I, yes. I think you can also go there and yes. reserve your table. There are only, what, nine tables left? Yes, we yeah. only have so nine tables fast. left, Wow, ten per table, and we'd love to have you there. Uh, we have some people from New York City coming. Fantastic. I tell you, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, so, our, uh, guys, we got to ramp it up. I'm super late for a break, but appreciate you guys coming in. And uh, Walker Auctions, uh, folks, go check out their website. And, of course, if you want tickets, go to midamericapassionplay.org. You'll see Mike Huckabee's mugshot there, and just click on that, and you'll be able to uh, get all that information. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868 is our number. This is the Todd Stern Show. We'll be uh, watching very closely what's happening in our nation's capital today. House Republicans are scheduled to meet behind closed doors, and uh, they will be selecting their nominee to be the next Speaker of the House. Could have a vote by sometime tomorrow uh, with the entire uh, House chamber. So we'll keep you updated on that story. Also, uh, again, folks, uh, we would love to have you come out and be a part of this incredibly fun night here in Memphis at the Mid-America Passion Play Gala. Uh, you're going to be raising money for a great cause. You're going to be meeting so many wonderful, great people like Lance and Terry and uh, their great team, and uh, we want you to be a part of that. And so if you would love to uh, get information, go to midamericapassionplay.org. That's midamericapassionplay.org, and uh, you're going to get dinner, You're going to get a sh- and you're going to get two shows. You're going to hear a great speech from Governor Huckabee, uh, the governor and I are then going to do a Q&A deep dive, and then Lance and Terry are going to be leading this incredible auction. And, folks, this is a pretty awesome auction. You're going to be walking away with some really, really nice things, including um, an autographed bass that was played by Governor Huckabee. That's pretty cool. All right, folks, that's going to do it here at ToddStarns.com. Be sure to download the podcast and the newsletter and stop whatever you're doing right now And go and help our friends out over at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. You can do that at ToddStarns.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.